Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Hey, Cruisinators, it's Jeff Meacham. Remember this? The room falls to a hush. <laughs> I, I look around. What is happening? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I got to evacuate. I don't know what's happening. I look over at the escalator. Is that Tom Cruise? Oh, Tom Cruise. Is that Tom Cruise? Oh Everybody God. starts whispering. Is that Tom Cruise? It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Coming down the escalator. Sweet, sweet leather jacket. Sunglasses on. Descending the escalator. <laughs> Just like in Rain Man. Is he coming down yes, like Rain Man yes, style? Yes, yes. Well, no shark skin suit, no... Dustin Hoffman, no Ico Ico Aye music. <laughs> How did you remember that song? <laughs> but my man, my man lands on the bottom step and boom, sunglasses come off. Shaking hands. Everybody going around. He is the bell of the ball. And I was so aware that in this room of who's who in Hollywood, that's the one that brings everybody to a standstill. Yeah. That's when my co-host Joel Johnstone first laid eyes on Tom Cruise. On this season of Meeting Tom Cruise, we heard amazing stories about not just seeing, but meeting you guys. Actually meeting the man. That man. This demigod. This titan of a human being. The greatest human. Okay, I'm, I'm losing myself here. Bottom line, I've got one word for you. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery, and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Oh, guys, I'm excited for this. Here, here's the deal. This is a little retrospective for all you listeners out there. Is that right, Alec? A retrospective? Is that what the word is? Retrospect. It's, it's a it's a it's a flashback. It's a it's a look back. It's yeah. a, it's a summary. It's a greatest hits. Oh, summary, it's right? Nice. Clips, so, cause, cause, it's, a, it's a it's a real. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, We're going to do a quick little greatest hits of all of our guests leading up to these final two guests of season one. I, I, I want to tease it, Alec. I want to tease. I want to let people know, but I don't want them to know who's coming. Who's coming for these final two episodes of season one? Here's a hint. I'm going to give them a hint. Their names rhyme with Rosie O'Donnell and Anthony Anderson. Okay. I'd hope that didn't give too much away. Okay. Did it? Did it? Was I too on the nose? You're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you guys, Rosie O'Donnell, she was, it's the interview was heaven. If there is a bigger Tom Cruise fan out there, it's her. But, but. We want you to listen to this SportsCenter-esque highlight reel of all the interviews that we've had leading up to these final two interviews of season one. So uh, we should just get started, right, Alec? I mean... No, no, you take your time. Don't worry about it. No, I don't want to waste time this time. That's not me this time. Wow. This is the one time I'm not going to derail. Okay. I'm not going to derail. Hey, are you watching the Olympics? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Is that derail at all? Because today I was just watching South Korea do some archery. Boy, is there a bigger time waste on this planet than watching non-prime time Olympics? I swear <laughs> to God. I one of the I was watching Jeff. It, uh, see, this is what happens. All right, so here we go. Sorry, I'm sorry. What's the end of that sentence? This is what happens when you start talking. No, this is what happens when. I continue talking. Yeah. yeah. What is the end of that sentence? This yeah. is just what happens when this I... This is what happens. This is what happens when I'm me. I promised myself I wouldn't be me, and now I'm being me. This yeah, is the problem. Go, I would go, start. Oh, one. and quickly, Cruzanots. Don't don't worry. Joel's not here right now, but it's only because he's shooting a movie in New York, and he's being awesome, but uh, he is so upset that he can't be here because still his favorite thing in this world, besides his wife and kids, though that is debatable, is to talk about Tom Cruise. All right, so here we go. So we're going to just give you all the greatest hits of all of our favorite guests, which is all of them, in order, starting with, of course, Jay Ellis, a phenomenal actor, a phenomenal friend to me and Joel. He's uh, just finished a fantastic run on the award-winning HBO series Insecure, and of course, he's one of the stars, and he plays a pilot in our pilot ep oh, i didn't do it but yeah Good, it was the did it. i yeah. did it right i tried the pun he's you a pilot work. in the movie and he's part of our pilot episode so here's Less jay cool when you pointed it out fair point 
Fair point. So here's Jay Ellis talking about his experience on Top Gun Maverick. Our first meeting is at Jerry Bruckheimer's office <laughs> on the west side. Walk in and they set up the lobby as our table read. So sit down. Uh, we all kind of like talk to each other, whatever, and are hanging out. And you hear this motorcycle outside because <laughs> we're in a lobby. So, and, but the, 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 the glass is like, it's frosted glass. So you can't see through, but you can hear a motorcycle pull up right? and the door opens and I bullshit y'all not. This is yep. still the best moment and never captured on film. A man wearing a black helmet gets off this motorcycle. <laughs> and in one movement, he takes the helmet off, peels it off, hair perfect, tosses it, left hand puts the glasses on, oh. the right hand extends so you can't see where it's at because the double the other double door is closed so you can't see where it's at. But he brings the right hand back and the helmet is gone. <laughs> Proper magic, right? He walks through the door, reaches his left hand out, and all of a sudden a smoothie appears in his hand. <laughs> and he walks in and he sips the smoothie and he says, hey, guys, Tom. <laughs> and everyone loses it. We're all shook. At this point, Miles Teller and Glenn Powell are the only two people who had met him from the cast. Everybody else is shook. We're all like, did this dude just, first of all, the way he walked in was a tracking shot in any movie ever. Like, it, Where is that wind coming from? Exactly. We're in a building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so he, he walks in and has this like, amazing magnetic smile one by one he goes around to each one of us and introduces himself and tells us what he loved about our tape oh. uh tells us what other work of ours he's seen and tells us how he's you know really excited for us to be in the movie and you know can't wait to get started filming it was amazing oh god i could listen to jay talk all day about being on top gun maverick but we're moving this train right along. Next up is the beautiful, amazingly talented Malin Ackerman talking about the first time she met Tom Cruise. I have to say I was... Look at Jeff. Look at Jeff. So excited. <laughs> I, I, I really couldn't... I actually couldn't breathe. I like... You know, when you see in movies, sometimes people are so nervous because they're meeting someone and they can't speak. And you're like, that doesn't really happen. It really happens. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what came out of my mouth because I don't... I. <laughs> I couldn't speak English, but he walked in and he's just, he just is larger than life. Even though he's, he, try, he knows his impact. So he comes in and he's so humble and he's so lovely, but it doesn't matter how humble and lovely he is. It just is. It's still Tom Cruise yes. and you can't yeah. speak and you can't breathe because he's in the same room as you and yeah. you don't know what to do with yourself. I, I didn't know. So that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is my dear friend and hilarious, maybe one of the funniest people on this planet, Gloria Calderon Kellett. This is her talking about her experience when she was very young, one of her first jobs right out of school, working with Cameron Crowe, and her experience meeting Tom Cruise in post-production of Vanilla Sky. So, you loved Cruise, post-production. Post keep going, keep going. What's happening? When do you get to meet him? The first day that Tom Cruise comes in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you know? Did you know he was coming in? I don't remember. I don't remember if I knew he was coming sure. in. But when he walked in through those doors. Yeah, here we go. There is just, here's the thing. Uh -huh. There are people, I think, that are. Gods? Chemists that are, that <laughs> their very energy and body chemistry changes the temperature of a room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you talking about Tom Cruise has changed the temperature of my body. Right. So <laughs> I feel like in my memory, I met my computer. So what you need to know is when you walked into the vinyl films offices, there was like a double okay. door and then there was my desk and my computer was behind me. So for the most part, I'm this, I'm like this, right. I'm, I'm, I'm on my computer Facing away. And then I hear the door open and I turn around in my mind. It's slow motion. Me turning. <laughs> it's slow motion. And then he walks in immediately sees me. Okay. Not any cool guy. I'm immediately like zero in focus. That's what we okay. hear. That's what we hear. Eye contact. Eye contact. Yep. Zero in focus. You're new. Wow. Hi, I'm Tom. Puts his hand out. Mm -hmm. And I go, yes, I know, Tom. I am Gloria. <laughs> 
All right. Next up is a guest who many people say was our best interview. And best. I, I, yeah, I agree. Love it. I agree. Love our, it. our dear friend, our hilarious friend, um, our super talented friend, Jay Hayden. Uh, this is him at the Soho house, seeing Tom Cruise at the bottom of the stairs, uh, just living in that glow of seeing Cruise and then uh, needing to go to the bathroom. And well, here we go. You just got to hear it. So I get to the bottom, I peel right as fast as I can, I go into the bathroom, and I say to myself, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe I just met Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, because in my mind, I'm already building the story to tell you, I yeah, met yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. So I unzip the fly, I start going to the bathroom and start thinking to myself, I met, I met Tom Cruise, when I hear the bathroom door open. <laughs> okay. No, no. And it's Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see that oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that so, coming. Bike helmet. Bike helmet. I hear good junk down onto the sink. He doesn't give a fuck where he puts it. You know why? Because no. it's Tom Cruise and he can put his bike helmet anywhere he wants. Just think about the moment of the guy. If there was a guy working in the bathroom, excuse me, sir, you can't put that here. And he just looked. All he has to do is literally lay eyes. There has to be no other reaction than laying eyes. I'm so sorry, Mr. Cruise. By all means, leave your bike helmet there. So I'd already expected all my energy on uh, walking down the stairs and being cool. So now Tom Cruise and I are in a bathroom alone and he comes right up. There's only two urinals. And so he comes up right up next to me. Oh my and God. in my mind, I go, Jay, if you've got one moment in your life to say one <laughs> cool thing, like be cool, be blue collar though. Like be like one of the guys. Don't try to say a line. And what comes out is awful foggy out there tonight for a ride. in fucking heaven full but i just need to make sure both of you are peeing at this moment both of you are at peeing. the urinals peeing. so you're six to 14 inches away from his face and i oh, not please. just not just and, I, yeah. Yeah. and I do, i'm doing the straight look ahead and i go awful foggy out there for a ride and the reply back is no it's pretty clear <laughs> that's it no it's pretty clear wow it was over and that's it. In that moment, I cut it off midstream, which nobody, no guy likes to cut it off midstream, but no. I, it was no. go time. All right, moving right along, we've got David Allen Bache, another friend of mine. <laughs> I got a lot of friends, Alec, right? My God, how mm. do we get all these early guests, Jeff? How do we ever lock down your, <laughs> everyone in your My contact friends. list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here's David Allen Bache on the set of War of the Worlds. What is it, around 2005? Massive movie set. This guy gets to be the, the other guy. David gets to play the other guy. And let's just also remind people, David's got one of the best voices on the planet. So just enjoy this story of uh, cars and aliens on the set of War of the Worlds. Tom Cruise comes screaming around the corner and we're just rehearsing it once and he stops, you know, maybe 10, 10 or 12 feet from me, like really expertly, not too fast, but stops the car and Yanu says, it's good, it's good, it's good. We need the car a little bit closer, but excellent. Everybody's good. And Stephen says, how do you feel? Everything okay? I said, yes, sure, of course. Everything's good. We reset. He yells action and Tom Cruise all of a sudden is going 85 down the street. <laughs> no. In the rehearsal, he's going 25. <laughs> and I'm starting to, you know, get a little nervous. And he comes around the corner to the driveway, and he's not slowing down. I hear the brakes start to squeal. I see a little bit of smoke from the back tires. I'm supposed to be cool and calm and superior, and I'm standing there waiting for Tom Cruise to hit me with the car. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this is how my career ends. That's I'm going to be murdered by yeah. Tom Cruise. This is the headline. He stopped that car three inches from me. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets out of the car with that shit-eating grin of his. And he's looking at me and he's smiling away. Because he knows we're going to cut because we go to the other side for something else. And he's just smiling at me, looking at me. And I'm just smiling back. I'm like, I'm not going to show him. I'm not. And, and Steven Spielberg yells, cut. And Tom looks at me and goes, good, right? Yeah? You okay? <laughs> and he says, do you like need a little? He knew it. He just knew it. And he says, do you need a little water? Can we get you anything? You all right? And he's cracking up. I mean, he had <laughs> such a good time doing it. 
And I, I just smiled at him and I said, wow, you're, you're really good. And I said, I, I, I may have beat a little bit. We may need wardrobe here. Can I get wardrobe? <laughs> like that. So he, he liked that. He liked that I was a good sport about it. Um, and so that was really the first interaction I had with Tom Cruise was him almost killing me with the car. All right. Just looking at our list here, Alec, this is our third guest with three names. Gloria calderon Kellett, David Allen Bache, Lisa Ann Walter. We've got more coming up, too. A lot of people in Hollywood like to go with three names. We this is uh, John Wilkes Booth. John, okay. Ter- terrible example, but sure. I don't mind that one. All right. Lisa Ann Walter. Uh, okay. So quickly, she also was on the set of War of the Worlds. She had a scene that she did with Cruz. It got cut. They asked her to come back. They asked her to bring her daughter. Freezing cold, nighttime, drama, blood. Again, aliens. Listen to this. Okay. So we're running with towards the boat again. Yeah. It's a wild scene. It's a, it's a really wild scene. It's a wild scene. And we're running towards the boat and all of a sudden we start getting pushed and shoved and crunched. And, you know, I've got my, my kid right next to me. I'm running with my arm around her. But when we get to, to the, to the phalanx of, of military guys, I get stopped and screaming, you know, let just take her, just take Nora, take Nora. By the way, named um, for my best friend. And Stephen said, name your daughter whatever you want. Don't use your real name, but name her whatever you want. I said, I'll call her Nora. And he said, why? I said, that's my best friend. He said, oh, that's my best friend, Nora Ephron. So anyway, <laughs> I, I get to, I get there and I hear cut from a boat in the middle of the Hudson. Steven Spielberg yells, cut, perfect take, Lisa, perfect. Uh, moving on, right? I'm like, oh my God, Steven Spielberg just said perfect take to me. This is fantastic. And I hear Janusz Kaminski, who's the DP, say, flag, but in an Eastern European accent. And uh, that means flag on the play for people who don't know. And it means something went wrong in the take. So uh, what happened? The next thing I know, somebody, Janusz says, your, your little girl, your daughter. And I turn around and she's got blood streaming out of her nose. Look up and down the side of the boat, like repelling down the side, Tom Cruise lands in front of us immediately. He's like, she okay? She okay? There was a nurse there within 20 seconds. He pulls the video camera out of my purse, undoes my purse, pulls the video camera out and starts shooting. And he's like, this is with the lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> but show us, show me all the sides. And, he, and then he goes, Delia, look, 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 look at mine. Four times I broke it wrestling. It looks great. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. So we talk her down. I can't deal with myself right we, now. We all, you know, get her cleaned up. Everything's fine. She goes on and does the rest of the, of the shoot. And uh, I mean, just just delightful. We Just delightful. I, I have no words for this next person, except to say Kevin Pollack. Those were words. Those were, damn it, those were words. The pen, also, not just from Paris, France, cost $500. Oh, Well, $500 is the exact number that tells me I will never own this pen. (laughs) I don't give a shit what happens after a few good men. I'm not buying $500 pens. That's not happening. So now the pen is dead to me. (laughs) For the same reason that I don't go to strip clubs or window shop. If I can't have it, (laughs) dead to me. And it's over in a heartbeat. Two weeks later, sitting in my trailer on the set, we're shooting the movie. Knock at the door. Open it up. There's the assistant. Hands me a wrapped gift. This is from Tom. I open it up. It's one of these pens. Oh, God. Jesus Love Christ. It. And we, we, didn't, we hadn't spoken about the pen in two weeks. So I'm, of course, uh, blown away. But also, I, go to, I, I, I immediately went to his trailer, knocked on the door. He opens it up and I say, Tom, and I'm holding the pen, which, by the way, comes in a uh, rectangle. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, my God. We're seeing Teak. the rectangle. This is the, we're, we're seeing the housing people. This is the housing. is that from the Da Vinci Code? Can you get in there? <laughs> uh, oh. Look at this. Jesus. So I'm every, every this time box. every time he just opened it, angels just saying that's right. <laughs> no. I'm holding this box and I'm wagging. Waving it in his face saying, Tom, this is amazing, but I've known you like three weeks. You need to talk to someone. This isn't right. Because <laughs> I feel it's so over the top, you know. And he says, yeah, yeah, no, I know you love the pen. So later that day, I'm making a note in my script. And um, 
with a different pen. And Tom sees me and he says, Kev, where's the pen? And I looked at him and said, oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. <laughs> oh you're cute. <laughs> Tom, I can't use the pen. No, the pen goes on the mantle in my house with a special pen light hitting it just right. People come over my house, Tom, and I will point to the pen. And I will tell them the greatest pen story they've ever heard. No, Tom, I can't use the pen because if I use the pen, that means I might lose the pen. And that can never happen. So that was a Jewish thing, and I'm not sure... He got it on all the Jewish levels because it was a very Jewish thing. Yeah. There's no way this pen can ever be. It's not even a pen anymore. It's a story. It's a it, monument. He gives me shit about not using the pen for several days. I, he just—it's just a matter. Of, he just—he just laughs and says, "I cannot believe you're not using the pen." And I said, "Tom, I will never use the pen <laughs> ever. I—I I will be the proudest owner of the pen, more so than you, dare I say. But it's not being used." Two weeks later, sitting in my trailer, knocking the door, open it up. There's the assistant, similarly wrapped gift. And he says to me as he hands it over, Tom wants you to use the first pen. <laughs> <laughs> and now, commercials. Our next guest is easily got, the most beautiful. Uh, well, let me say, what? Jeff, uh, coming up, we've Alec, got uh, what are you Christy doing? Myers. Alec! She's an actress. Yeah. Bro, this is yeah. my wife, man. I'm going to oh, introduce yeah. my wife. Okay, you do it. You, you, do, know. you do it. Thank you. Thank you. Though I like the way you introduced her. It was kind of nice. You. All right, next up is uh, is Christy Myers. She, I'm very lucky to be married to her. She's a unbelievably talented actress and the most beautiful woman on the planet. And she, as a very young woman, got to be on the set of Vanilla Sky. And uh, unlike the rest of us in this world who did extra work and it was the most miserable experience, here's a story of being an extra and it's the most incredible experience. And they give me a bunch, it's kind of a U-shaped desk. So I'm faced away from the camera, the camera's behind me, um, and I'm working on a computer screen. And uh, they had some little like, you know, photos they wanted me to flick through. And so I'm practicing that move and I'm really focused because I want to get this right because this is my big shot, right? <laughs> and so I'm flicking through the pictures and I I get settled. I think, oh, I'm good. And I, f I swivel my chair around to face the camera and Tom Cruise is sitting on the other side of the desk. Jeff, Jeff, you okay? This Jeff? is why I married her. Go on. <laughs> and I turn around, see him freeze. And he goes, Hey, Christy, what's up? And I was oh. like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like inside. I just, I don't, I mean, this is the most important moment of my life up to this point. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. I I just sit there like I, he knows like your I name. can't talk. He knows my name. Tom Cruise knows my name. How? I don't know. I didn't tell him. I was working on pictures. And he's just saying hi as if like he's known me forever. Amazing. Anyway, I freak out. I'm frozen. I don't know what to do. But before I can say anything smart or not so smart, Cameron Crowe, who's standing behind him by the camera, says, hey, Christy, what's going on? So here's what I want you to do. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm dead. I'm dead inside, right? Jesus. I have completely died inside. All right. Now it's time, Alec, for our fourth person with three names. Uh, that Sarah is Wright. really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It, it really is. <clears throat> yeah. Sarah Wright Olson. She is, oh my God, what a fun interview this was. So this is on the set of American Made where she played Cruz's wife. Again, if you haven't seen this movie, what an underrated movie of Cruz's and Sarah she Wright's. She took us deep behind the scenes. This was this was like the the our, our a really early look along with Kevin Pollack on like how Tom Cruise works. Yes. Yes, that is a very good point. Her stories were incredible. Make sure you go back and listen to the I episode. I paid attention almost the whole time. You did. Yeah. Wow, yeah. good for yeah. you. Good for you. You weren't you weren't thinking about other things. You weren't thinking about John Wilkes Booth as you commonly do, <laughs> which is strange. Yeah. Uh, so here's Sarah Wright Olson talking about one of her crazy experiences with Cruise on the set of American Made. I remember you mentioning to me that there were times you said the thing with Tom Cruise is if the scene didn't work, he'd bring you back. Like if you guys would yeah. come back months later, like we need to redo this until it's right. Yeah. That he's was like just... his own. He's like his own Pixar. Yes. And Gary's like such an amazing. <laughs> yeah. Gary's such an amazing writer that, um, you know, the, the 
there's so many stories with them because they all, Tom, Doug, and Gary all lived in the same house for the whole time we were shooting. So Tom was in the top floor, Gary was in the middle, and Doug was on the bottom floor. And so Tom like hardly ever sleeps, right? And so Tom would like get up in the middle of the night and have an idea and like run down to Gary's room and like bang on his door and be like, Gary, wake up, you know? And he'd be like, I have this idea. And he like, (laughs) and and then Gary would be like, oh, you know, the next day at work, he'd be like, Gary moved out. I mean, eventually, yeah, he did. Uh, but he was like, I was up writing all night long because Tom had an idea. Unbelievable. And he's like, and and then Doug would be there. Doug would be laughing and he'd be like, what happened with you? You know, Gary would be like, what happened with you? And Doug would be like, I locked my door. I wouldn't answer it when he was banging on my door. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they they were. Oh, um, I love that. It's, not, it's nonstop with them, which is amazing. Is like you're constantly working and finding and you know, adjusting to find that that final picture that they're really looking for, which is so cool. All right. Next up is Cousin Sal. Alec, I've been I've been obsessed with this guy for years. He's he's an idol of mine. He's hilarious and funny. He's so good on podcasts. He's a great host. He's a great comedian and he's a great gambler. Or maybe why, he's not. Why, a good, what kind of a name is that? Cousin Sal. Yeah. So he got that name because he is the cousin of Jimmy Kimmel and he used to be a writer on the Kimmel show. But then Jimmy started bringing him on to do bits and he named him as I guess all Italians do. They're like, hey, it's my cousin Sal. So that's who he is. He's the cousin of Jimmy Kimmel. Anyway, he's got he's just got a wild, fun life, man. But he's just the coolest dude. Here he is at Jimmy Kimmel's house on a Sunday watching football with a bunch of people. Jeff Ross is there. He Rose and Master, Rose, Rose Master, Master, thank you. And he and uh, Sal had a huge dispute. I forgot what exactly. What was it again? It was Sal called him out on something and did something to him that made him really mad. Well, if you care, it's that he promised Jeff Ross that Jeff Ross was going to be a finalist on oh, yeah. Dancing with the Stars, but he was wrong. But he was wrong, and uh, and he yeah. So here's a story about Tom Cruise and his mom being moderators of this uh, argument, this dispute between Sal and Jeff Ross. So we're at the Tom Cruise football Sunday and he's not talking to me. And Jimmy says, why don't we let Tom and his mother decide who's in the wrong here? And I was like, sure. I don't care if they want to participate in this nonsense. It's uh, <laughs> it's fine. And so Sarah Silverman, Jimmy Kimmel's uh, girlfriend at the time was going to represent um uh, Jeff and Jimmy was going to represent me. It's like a few good men, except now he's the judge. He is not. Uh, we, we're trying to see who's whose truth he can handle at this point. Right. Yeah. So, so full Jimmy, trial. It's a full trial happening. It. it really is. And it went on for like 40 minutes and everyone was like yelling back and forth and to a point where we forgot that Tom and his mother and the coconut cake were in the room. And we're just carrying out this argument as if it was a, another football Sunday where the Tom and his mother and the coconut cake weren't involved, but they were. And so then after a half hour or 40 minutes, we looked to them and Tom is like, he's like, I, I, I could tell he wants no part of me. He's like, mom, what, what do we, what do we think here? And the mother, I, I'll never forget this. She looks at us and says, why don't you both just grow up? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not really in the cards. At least not, not going to happen now. I think you're missing the Sunday. point here, ma'am. <laughs> yes. But Tom uh, then follows up with, he's like, yeah, just what's the big deal? Just apologize to each other. And, uh, and so we did, I apologized to Jeff and he apologized to me. I don't think he needed to really apologize, but he did. And we just hugged and we've been uh, fast friends, uh, since thanks to Tom Cruise and his mom. All right. Up next, we've got Evan Ferrante. Evan is, I'll say it. He's the best Tom Cruise impersonator in the world. Right. I mean, he is. Yeah, no deep fake with this guy. He's no, the real. He's the real fake. This is the real, he's real fake. <laughs> he's real fake. That's hilarious. Uh, so Evan Ferrante has made a living being a Tom Cruise impersonator. But here's the night at the Chateau Marmont where he saw Tom Cruise. Just he was just there. Cruise was there, and of course his entire world was imploding and he was trying to figure out a way to meet Cruz and talk to him and say hi and be like, listen, I make my living being you anyway. So listen to this story about his girlfriend. That's great. It's a great story. My girlfriend, Donna, who is an Israeli girl who grew up in Palestine, 
that says a lot about her. She's a fearless, fearless girl, okay? Yeah. She said to me, there is no way in hell you're leaving here tonight without meeting him. <laughs> Good girl. And I said, Donna, Donna, yeah. thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you for thinking. I know this would mean a lot to me, but it's fine. Like, I'm to- I'll see him again some point in the future. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And, and I forgot about it. Night goes on. It's approaching last call. Everyone's filtered out except for Tom and his party and our party. And Tom is now saying his goodbyes to his party and walking out. I kind of give a drunken nod. You know, he doesn't see me, but that, that was that. But he's, he's, sh- he's saying, you know, he's laughing and he's just this, it's amazing energy. And it's, it's kind of exactly what I do in my impersonation. And now it's just Jimmy Franklin, myself and Donna in the, in the Chateau Garden, finishing our final drinks and just kind of living in that, that moment, right? In that high. Um, Donna excuses herself to go to the bathroom. My phone was totally dead, but luckily I'd given Donna Jimmy's phone number. So about 10 minutes later, I'm just shooting the shit with Jimmy in the, in the garden. He gets a phone call and he doesn't want to answer it. And I said, oh, just answer it. I didn't know what it was. I was like, just, just answer it. Could be a booty call. He thought it was a solicitor. I was like, it's not a solicitor. It's two in the morning. Answer <laughs> it. He doesn't answer it. Second time they call again. And he now answers. I was like, answer it. And he says to me, Tom Cruise is waiting for you in the lobby. And I said, shut the fuck up. Because this guy messes with me all the time. And he didn't laugh at all. He didn't break a smile. He said to me again, Tom Cruise is waiting for you in the lobby. So I get up out of my chair and I sprint to the lobby, just like in all his movies. I sprint through the lobby of the chateau, past the, past the concierge, everything. I sprint and he is there with Jeremy Renner and his motorcycle with Donna. Donna's there with him, waiting for me. And we do, he does like a slow turn. It all happened in slow motion, cataclysmic reaction. We, we fell in love instantly. We said, <laughs> you complete me. And that was that. It was amazing. And we, we spent about 10 minutes to, with each other. And he didn't even, like Jeremy Renner was just some like loser in the background. Like he wasn't even, part, he wasn't even part of the equation. It was just laser focused on me. I like to call it the night Tom Cruise met Evan Ferrante. That's what I like <laughs> to call it. That's what truly happened that night. Okay. Moving right along. Up next is our, uh, he's our, he is our God. He's our overlord. Yes. He's Dan Patrick. One of the greatest uh, sports radio announcers in the world, the planet. I don't, he's the reason why we're here. Literally. He's the reason why we're here. Literally. We are on the Dan Patrick network. Here's uh, Dan talking about his time meeting Tom Cruise. And I believe he's met him a number of times. Is that right, Alec? Didn't he say he's met him? No. No, just once. But he's met everybody else on this planet. My God, has he ever. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Dan Patrick. We hope uh, we hope you love us. Here you go. So, okay. So Sandler, you're, Sandler's doing a movie with Katie Holmes. And, and this is where you meet Cruise? And, wh- and, wh- and what film was this? This was uh, uh, Jack and Jill, where Sandler plays Jack and Jill. And I'm in a scene with Katie Holmes and it's, I, I, I think I'm an astronaut and Sandler is talking to me about an astronaut and I've gone cross country to meet a woman. And I, I, do, I really don't know the dialogue. I, I knew the dialogue <laughs> on the day of and Katie Holmes and I interact just a little bit and uh, the, the, the scene got cut, but I was in a scene with, with Katie. Well, Tom was there on the set, had a Yankees hat on, and, and he was sitting over in... I have a Yankees hat on right now. Uh, uh, he was sitting over in, uh, what, what is it, the village? Uh, what's the... Um, yes, video, yeah, village. video village. Video village, yeah. yeah. So he was sitting there watching everything, and Surrey was there as well with him. But uh, that that's about it. I walk in, so I just get to the set. I walk in, and Sandler thinks that everybody knows everybody. You know, go, Danny, Cruz, Cruz, Danny. <laughs> well, we look at each other like, uh, I, I said, hey, I'm Dan Patrick. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm hey, uh, Tom. I go, yeah, yeah, I know. Here we go. Anthony Natale is our next guest. This was a fun one. This one was, and I'll say, different. And there's a reason why it was different. Alec, why? No, no, no. I want to see you describe it. Oh, no, don't make me. I don't... He's deaf, right? He's deaf. He is deaf. Yeah. And the, 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 we, we did the interview in sign language, and I'm a sign language interpreter. I have actual skills. And so you hear my voice as, as his, as he tells us the story about the iconic line, the most famous line from a Tom Cruise movie. Show com- me the money. It's not that. Right. You complete me. Right. Which was not originally said by Tom, but originally signed 
by Anthony Natale. Here's Anthony describing how he came up with the phrase, you complete me. Did I say that? No. (laughs) Alec, just do it. Fill it in. And Okay, so here's Anthony describing how he translated the English line, you complete me, into American Sign Language. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. What is the sign for you complete me? That's a good question. Because I know it's only three words in English, right? But in ASL, it doesn't really make sense to sign each of those words. You have to understand really what the concept is when we translate something. So it took me, I don't know, maybe two hours to try to figure out a good translation for it. And I did start with you complete me. It doesn't really make sense in sign language. It really sort of means you are full, but there's there's more to it than that. It's more than just being full, right? So I was playing with it and I end up saying, you make me feel whole. This was a crazy one for us because this is when I was shooting a TV show in Mexico. Uh, Joel was in New York. Our guest uh, is a really good friend of ours, the hilarious Victoria Kelleher. She was on the set of Minority Report. She had just moved to Los Angeles. What a crazy time in her life. She had done two huge movies, a movie with Mel Gibson and then a movie with Tom Cruise. So here's her talking about her time on the set of Steven Spielberg's Minority Report. Here's what I can tell you. I was in the scene where he has, they like, the whole office is singing happy birthday to him. Okay. And so we're all there. The, everybody's there waiting for him to come. He was never late. It wasn't like, you know, but they made sure we were there. And I'm not kidding. And I've said it every time anybody's asked. When he walks into a room. Here we go. The air changes. Yep. I'm not yeah, joking. Like, the air changes. Like, The energy shifts. It's so weird. I've never experienced it with any other human being. Mm. Uh, He's very short. Easy. Uh, Which is always also surprising because he's a mini, mini man. Easy. It turns out (laughs) Joel and Al, it turns out Vicky, Joel and Alec are the exact same height as Tom Cruise. You're only, you're only talking to one person out of four that's actually taller than Tom Cruise. (laughs) I mean, I just, his presence is so huge in the world that you just get surprised at the compact packaging. All right. This interview Man, this was one of my favorites. First, this was a surprise by Alec. Alec got us Craig O'Brien. He is the aerial cinematographer famous for shooting the halo jump from MI6, where Tom Cruise jumps out of an airplane a hundred plus times from above 25,000 feet. It's just the coolest job. And this guy literally looks like your, your math teacher from middle school. He's just a very cool, chill dude. But what he does for a living is jumps out of airplanes and uh, videotapes people doing it. And so here's him talking about his time with Tom Cruise. Every time me and Tom got together, it was just camera talk and film talk. And uh, they'd have to keep us separated so they'd keep him focused on his skydiving skills. Um, But as soon as we got into uh, actual shooting, it was, you know, game on. We were just practicing the sequence. We would go up and do five jumps in the morning out of a twin otter airplane, which is pretty much a normal skydiving aircraft. Um, We would do five of those, take a break for lunch, and then we'd have the C-17 in the afternoon. And then we'd do three exits, uh, three jumps from the C-17. And this went on for about a week, and then we started shooting. But, of course, once we started the official shoot, we had one take a day, and that was it. Um, So we would practice that we would practice that sequence, that whole skydiving sequence, we split it up into just three pieces. And, and they're three really big pieces. Uh, so we would practice that specific piece throughout the day and then head on up to, uh, you know, the sunset. We, we would get up there at sunset, take a minute or two to fly around to make sure the timing and the light was just perfect. And then we'd try and execute that piece. And, uh, we had some technical difficulties at first, uh, but once soon as we got the technical difficulties ironed out with the camera equipment, um, as far as like hitting his spots and doing the, the, the action, he was flawless, flawless, uh, uh, amazing. Like I said, I, I do this with professional stuntmen, I do this with the best skydivers in the world. I have never had anybody hit their marks in free fall as good as and as efficiently as Tom Cruise did. He was amazing. Jeez. 
truly amazing. All right. So for those who, who don't know, uh, Jeff, what, what came of that Craig O'Brien interview? We have a little uh, another preview of coming attractions here, folks. Again, season two. So uh, we're not kidding. We want to meet Tom Cruise. We will do anything to meet Tom Cruise. It was Craig's idea. Uh, he said, why don't you two come and we'll teach you how to jump out of a plane. Let's jump out of a plane. I'll film you guys doing it and then we'll videotape. send it. To- He'll video- I-, I noticed that you said that he videotaped Tom Cruise jumping. So, <laughs> Hey man, I'm of the uh, Xenial generation. That's I-, I live under Xenial. Have you heard about what Xenials are? Do we ever talk about this? We're, we're kids born between 78 and 83. We're called the Star Wars generation. We were raised in an analog world and then became adults in a digital. So I still say videotaped i still say hey babe will you tape that for me so uh yeah he's gonna tape us and he's gonna send it off to tom and tom's gonna be like these guys are awesome i want to meet them but not before we meet brad pitt and everybody else and then i want to meet him in space next up benito martinez boy this is just your this is your actor's actor he is a this guy's worked with everybody he's been in everything he's phenomenal at what he does and he's a great storyteller and here he is just on the set of american made I'm, I'm laughing because he just got to see tom cruise do tom cruise things just be like you know what i want this here listen 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 and while we're filming this tom really says he says doug i have an idea and doug was way back there looking to the camera he goes yeah he goes don't we need another plane? There it goes, for what? And they start walking to the middle. And while they're walking, the rest of us are like, what's going on here? And, and they're talking, they're having this wide conversation, you know, from above, like when we take off, we want to see what it looks like so, so they can get the magnitude of this plane. And Doug's saying, well, that's going to be another manifest, but you know, you, maybe we have the light for today. And they're continuing this conversation. And while they're getting closer and closer, all the producers are like, we're, we're, they're on their phones and everything. They're all like scrambling and going, okay, we're, we have to order another plane. We have to get another plane. And we got to get insurance. And they're zooming in. <laughs> and, they, and, re- and, and we as actors are going, could you imagine? This is not how it really happens, really. And, and they're, they're doing it. They're having the powwow. And they're, and they're like, well, you know, if you need another pilot license, says Tom, he says, you can use mine. And Doug says, or, the, or mine. Oh, my God. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we're working out. And then when, within three minutes, they sorted out this other shot that they want to have, which is the lumbering of the plane leaving and this over, you know, this shot above. Uh, I don't even remember if they ever used it in the movie, but they we stopped in the middle. Of, I don't there was a, think it made it was, the cut. It don't, yeah. And it was this great idea. But it's not just like, hey, can we have longer boxes yeah this was a whole flight plan pilot the whole thing <laughs> like you have to clear this stuff and it was brilliant yeah. because uh, you you could really see the whole the whole connection they were they 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 had this and and for me what i really appreciated is every discussion they had wasn't about ego it was all about making this a more wonderful experience a more theatrical experience a better movie and i loved that Well, this was a big deal to us, this next interview. This was uh, Vanessa Shaw, and she was on the set of Eyes Wide Shut, which Alec and Joel think is the greatest thing ever with some director that I've barely ever heard of. Listen, listen, you know what? This movie. Did you say you've never heard of him? I mean, maybe I'd heard of him. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, No, she was. I mean, we turned this into a two-parter, everybody. This was a heck of an interview. Um, You'll just to give you some context. I was teasing her a lot because she was talking a lot about Kubrick and not enough about Cruise on the meeting Tom Cruise podcast. So I gave her some shit, but boy, she was just a darling. She was so sweet. Um, uh, just an incredible story about being so young and being over there in England and shooting these scenes with Cruise must have been quite an experience. Everybody that we've talked to that's told the stories about being on Eyes Wide Shut has been quite an experience. So we're looking forward to speaking with more people. Nicole Kidman, if you're out there, we'd like to speak with you. All right. So here we are talking with Vanessa Shaw. At the time when I was was shooting, we had, you know, basically a caterer that came and gave us food that I really was having a hard time eating because everything had butter on it before anything else. And I was just like, (laughs) can I just have a sandwich that's plain without butter? Um, (laughs) What was your life at lunch, me love? Butter sandwich? (laughs) Exactly. They're like, without butter? What what kind of sandwich is that? And I'm like, "Um, okay, I just... (laughs) Never mind. And then I wouldn't eat. And then Tom 
noticed, you know, that I didn't eat. He was basically like, how was your lunch? And, you know, being friendly after we would have our lunch breaks. And I said, you know, it was kind of not great. And just being honest, I didn't really eat. And then you, went, you didn't eat. And I just, I said, I ate a little bit. I mean, I'm not starving myself. And he's, he just kind of looked thoughtfully and just smiled at me. And then lo and behold, the next day there was, was food at my door of my dressing room, wrapped nicely. My mom was there at the time. One for me, one for her, oh with no note on it, nothing. And I, I literally opened the door and I was like looking for someone and was like, who's this? You know, found someone and said, who's, who, who, who left this? Who is it? Who's this, this? And they said, oh, it's Tom. Tom's chef made you both some lunch. We heard you didn't really eat yesterday. And so I wanted to make sure you were healthy and had a good meal. It was the most delicious meal ever. Of course it was. Of course it was, Vanessa. I found him afterwards. I said, thank you so much. He said, no problem. No problem. Just want to make sure you're okay. And I said, thank you so much. It was delicious. I just, I can't even believe your, your, your kindness is unprecedented before. Honestly, I've never had anybody do that for me. <laughs> so then the following day it was still there. And I was like, Tom, it's okay. You don't have to do it again. He's like, nope. And then every day thereafter, oh. there was food at my door. Oh, my God. Was that so hard, Vanessa? Was that so hard? That's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story. That's exactly what this podcast is about. We'll be right back. Man crush does not begin to describe this next guest. Uh, Joel and I and Alec too. Alex cold black heart. He couldn't help himself. He fell in love. <laughs> you yeah. fell in love, man. I did. Uh, this is Mark Blucas on the set of night and day. Mark was just, I mean, I think all three of us just want to move out to Western Pennsylvania, help restore old homes with this guy, grow no, beards. I'm not going to help. Nope. I'm just going to, I'm going to watch. Oh, uh, supervise. You could supervise. <laughs> anyway, let's get to Mark. Here's Mark Blucas on the set of night and day. Again, it's what everybody says. He's going for it. He's intense. He's right there with you. There's no one else there. He's making sure you get it right. He's repeating a few lines, like doing them in a series. He's like, what was that? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he starts, he he snorts. He's like, and he does it again. And like, we're, we're, it's truly forgetting the fact of who he is, which is impossible. The best professional experience you could possibly have. Yeah. It's collaborative. It's creative. It's fun. It's dynamic. It's intelligent. It's it's free. It's open. It's loose. It's we're having a great time as we're doing it. Yep. And well, there it there it is right there. You just said it, which I think is the main thing. It sounds like he just it's having fun. It's enjoying this. And 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 I think we all know him. And and I think that's where our DNAs are a little bit alike. Not, not nope, 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 nope. Jeff him. and I do not. Jeff and for I do record. not. For the record. <laughs> no, but it's like it's what I'd said about the Pleasantville story. It's like people that work hard and have fun doing it. it, yeah. it like that's important to me. Like you won't outwork me. I was a little white kid that played professional basketball. Like I'm, I, I'll, you, I, I might not be talented enough, but it's not going to be from lack of effort. Right. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's, that's a similar thing. And so the idea that I was, I came prepared, I knew it, but I was open to let it go and just kind of, you know, have let it kind of come and happen. And he starts to improv and I just start rolling with it. And I'm looking over at Cameron and laughing and we're all cracking up and Mangold and Kathy Conrad are just who's, you know, Mangold's producing partner and wife at the time at the monitor laughing, saying, go, just keep going, do it. And so we just kept going. And then we get to my close up and we kind of keep shooting it and we do it and we finish. Jeff, get the tissues ready. Okay. Okay. Brace yourself. Here we go. Very excited. Here, I got a pair of pants that don't fit anymore. I'll use these. The experience could have stopped right there. Uh I I, I would have needed not one other Tom Cruise moment. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mark. Mm -hmm. He gets, he comes into TC intimate zone. (laughs) Here we go. Amazing. And gives me the need for speed. High five after my close up. The one, two. The top to bottom? The one-two. He gave you the one-two. The top to bottom. Are you fucking kidding? 
All right. So there's all the that that's the retrospective stuff. Is that the right use of that word, Alex? Sure. Good. Word. Sure. Okay. So we've already done all those interviews. Now it's preview time. We did one other episode. That is true. Well, actually, we did a few more other episodes. There was one with me where you get to hear about my life. There's one where we get to hear about your life and Joel's life. And if you want to hear me get shrunk by a therapist, then uh, enjoy that one because this brain, <laughs> it's like Blade Runner up in there. It's a giant mess. It's it's the toy scene in Blade Runner. Anyway. Okay. So here's a quick preview of our interview with Anthony Anderson. If you didn't catch who our final two guests were for season one with my clues at the beginning, here you go. The Anthony Anderson, truly one of the funniest human beings on this planet. And here's him talking about his experience meeting Tom Cruise at a baseball game. And it's just too good. Tom and Katie and I sat together in the stands and they wore matching blue jeans, black boots, white t-shirts and black leather jackets in the midst of summer. That's How so cool. You never told me this. Valley. That's so cool. While we watched my son <laughs> play for the South Valley Raiders compete against one of their children. Uh, I forget what team that they played for. And Tom was cooling in the fan. Sat right next to me. Sat in the, uh, sat in the bleachers with the regular common folk. Didn't have any security. N- none of this pomp and circumstance. Tom Cruise was just there chilling as a dad. Yes! I love it. Just chilling in the bleachers. Like nothing. With everybody else. Chilling in the bleachers. Did people come up or did people even... People gave them their space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they don't give me my space, but they they respect Tom Cruise <laughs> more than they respect... We don't give a fuck about Anthony Anderson. Hey, hey, hey! Take this picture of my kid! <laughs> Tom Cruise and Katie, they left alone. And finally, here she is. So let's take... Let's, let's explain. Let's just explain. All right. There had been some news. I, yes. I I will say that I subscribed to my 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 Tom Cruise Google alert, and one day all seven articles were about Rosie O'Donnell. I said to Jeff, "We we have to get Rosie O'Donnell." I think you literally just texted me, Rosie. Like, what are we thinking? Like, you just texted Rosie or something, and I was like, "Of course, she is. She is the biggest Tom Cruise fan on the planet." And I said, th- th- I, "And I literally thought, other than Tom Cruise." I can't actually think of another human who would be a better, a more fitting guest for the end of this season. And so I said, anyone know Rosie O'Donnell? Like, no, no, I don't know Rosie. I don't know her. And then Jeff. So for our first time ever so far in season one, I just went to social media. I went on Instagram and I called her out. I said, Rosie, we want you on the show. And thank you, Internet. Uh, A dear friend of mine named uh, Jama Williamson, who is an unbelievably talented actress, knows a friend who is friends with her. They made the connection that way. Rosie saw my posts on Instagram. She listened to some of our work. She thought we were legit. And she said, hey, call me. I want to be on. And it was it was, it was, was better than the birth of my first child. Just kidding. Um, we got Rosie, man. I'm, I don't even know what to say. If Joel were here right now, he'd be losing his mind. I mean, we just... It was the greatest. She was wonderful. She was so kind, incredible. So here's a little preview for our season finale of season one with... The incomparable Rosie O'Donnell. You are getting like six degrees from Tom Cruise. You're moving up every day. <laughs> every day. You're going to get him. You're going to get to him. I can tell you. <laughs> Rosie, do you know what we just signed up to do? This is how this is. This is how uh, crazy, I guess, is the right word we are. Desperate was yeah. the word I was thinking. Desperate's another yes. word. Joel and I Desperate. are going to we're going to jump out of an airplane for Tom Cruise. Wow. Yeah. But but not just arbitrarily. We met the guy who filmed his Halo jump in the last Mission Impossible, the aerialist cinematographer, and he is going to video us yeah. and send that video to Tom. Well, that could be a very uh, enticing thing for him since he Thank is, you. as you know, a jumper. Yeah. He would jump from, from planes and from buildings, you know, buildings. He jumps. He's a jumper. He's so a I jump. think that yeah. might impress him. Well, guys, you know, I was in Laguna Beach with my family and my friend leans over and taps me and she says, you have to do this Tom Cruise um, pod. My friend Jamma called me and she knows uh, the guy and they're very nice and they don't bring up anything bad about Tommy. So go do it. Oh. I was like, OK, <laughs> OK. <laughs> All right, now as we come to the end of this retrospective edition of Meeting Tom Cruise, uh, listeners know that at the end of the show, as I'm reading the credits, uh, Jeff and Joel tend to go off on whatever whatever we were just talking about, uh, interrupting all the way. And that was an idea that was born completely by accident the very first time we all got together to record. In fact, 
the only time that I have ever been in a room with Joel Johnstone. We all got <laughs> together to record this demo episode of Meeting Damn Tom you, Cruise. Corona! <laughs> and, and we got a cake. Jeff has a friend who gets these Tom Cruise cakes. The talk about all- Tom Cruise cake, Alec. The, Tom, the Cru- Tom Cruise cake. Yes, not one of several Tom Cruise cakes. The Tom Cruise cake. And there we were. I was reading the credits, and they were stuffing their face with the cake and talking about it. And it kind of turned into a bit. And so we're going to play that in its entirety for you right now. But um, we got two more episodes to go. Anthony, Rosie. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Enjoy. Please keep listening. Tell your friends about this pod. We are going to meet Tom Cruise. We are going to interview him in space. We're going to jump out of airplanes. We're going to do everything that you are. It's just help us. Help us help you. What in the world is that, Jeff? All right. I'm fr- I'm honestly freaking out right now. I really am. So, Tom Cruise. Did he touch that box? So, Tom Cruise is famous. There's a, there's a, there's a big box with a big bow on Jeff's. Lap. In my lap right now is a beautiful box with a big bow with a note written to my friend. I will uh, leave the name anonymous, but it says, Warmest wishes to you this holiday season. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Get so out of here. Let me Cruise, see that note. I got to see that note. Give it to me. Take a look. So Cruz is one of his most famous things that he does is he found a restaurant in the valley called Doan's Bakery here in Los Angeles. Oh, man. It is a white chocolate coconut cake. I guess Cruz, in his enthusiasm, as we know his enthusiasm is legendary, had a taste of this cake probably some point in the late 80s, early 90s, lost his mind, thought it was the greatest thing he ever tasted, and decided from that day forward to give anybody he ever worked with this cake. I... And we're going to eat this cake right now? And we actually have one of the cakes. How do we... And oh, you man. guys, we know, didn't meet Tom Cruise. I yet. did not. This is a friend of mine okay. who has worked with Tom Cruise, who gets this cake every Christmas and probably will for the rest of his life. Why do I know that? Because uh, you can see, you can hear Kirsten Dunst on the Graham Norton show mention that since they did Interview with the Vampire in 1994, so she 25 years ago, year? she's received 25 cakes <laughs> to this day. As much as I love Tom Cruise 25 minutes ago, I love him a little, <laughs> you bit, love him more. A little bit more. A little bit right, more. A little bit right more. Now. Everybody. So think about this. Let's just wrap our minds around this. This Don's Bay. Bakery, this small little bakery right. has to do nothing else <laughs> but for the whole month of December make, uh, let's just take a guess, 500 <laughs> yeah. cakes? Imagine Maybe like, a thousand? Like, what do you guys think Doan's Bakery's fourth quarter sales are like? Never sold the cake all year. Yeah, the sun is just like, ma, I'm so hungry, it's May. <laughs> no one's coming in and buying our cakes. Son, son, don't worry. Uncle Tom's going to come in in November and order 8,000 cakes. Do you think he even comes in anymore and orders the cakes, or is of it just all not. a... Of I don't even think he knows this is happening. <laughs> yes, he comes out and he picks out, he picks out each one individually, Jeff. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't agree, His Alec Lev. No. His credit card. Not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise sits there. I'll take that one and that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is what he does. And I mean, really, how many movies has he done since 1990? I don't know. 20. Sure. Beyond that. It's insane that he does this. So we're going to eat this cake, guys. Oh, my God. Look at this thing. It looks like a giant Get donut. Out Get out of here. Look at that. Oh, it's like a bunt. Ladies and gentlemen, with a hole. Wait, wait, that's exactly hold, hold what it, it is. Down. Yeah, that's yep. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It looks it like is, a giant bunt cake. Aesthetically, it's perfect. I'm going to smell it. it is, I'm smelling really, it. Right it smells like coconut. I don't know if you guys would believe like that. Cruise? It does actually a little bit. Oh, come on, Joel. It's, it's really. Uh, this is really unbelievable, right? To look at. Yeah. Feel it's, the weight. Uh, all right. Before we uh, end the show, we're all going to take one bite of the cake and give our honest opinion of what we think of the famous Tom Cruise cake. Get in I, there. I can't even. Do it. I know it's so big in your hands, I don't isn't like it? Coconut cake. <laughs> of course you don't. That is a Tom Cruise. I'm gonna cake. tell you right now, that's a good cake. For real? It's really look dense. at the look at the way you're cutting into that thing. I, I'm. That's I mean, a lot of work. I mean, okay, I I'm am, taking my bite um, and then we will. Guys, this is unbelievable. It's good cake. This is solid, solid cake. Yeah. There's a real, there's a real uh, um, richness to the there cake, is. but it's not over. I'm not at the same time. It's not too much like fudge. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's that. that is too- unbelievable. It has an airiness and a thickness at the same time, which yeah. I believe is the same way would it be like to hug Tom Cruise. <laughs> Just to have a, like, you know that he's holding you, but at the same time, it's gentle, but it's firm at the same time. Like you're holding a dove. Yeah. Right? You don't want to kill it, but you need to hold on to it. 
You've been listening to Meeting Tom Cruise, hosted by... It's moist. It's moist. Jeff Meacham and... It's like... And there's a crunch to it? Joel Johnston. It's the coconut is the crunch, but everything else is soft. Produced by me, Alec Lev. But Dan. Mm-hmm. Our executive producers are Doug Matica. Muscular on the outside. And Dan Patrick. It's a little bit of salt Engineer to it. is Alex. Do you have a Philadelphia cream cheese? I do. Uh, I, I, yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what uh-huh. it is. Yeah. It's a cream oh cheese. God. Thank you, Tom. As I was saying, our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. Editing by Alec Lev with additional editing by Alex Reeves. Music by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. Our artwork is by Rebecca Montoya. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our website and show notes at www.meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at Meeting Tom Cruise. And if you've listened this long through the credits, we do hope that means you love the show, or I suppose the credits. Please do leave a five-star rating with a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Love. Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Kablooey.